Before we get started, this podcast is a Patreon-supported podcast. If you like what we're doing over at the Bonsai Chat, check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Bonsai Chat. And follow us on all social medias on Instagram and Twitter at Bonsai Chat. And drop us a line. You know, we really appreciate it if you do any reviews, you know, give us a five-star on iTunes. Definitely help the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bonsai Chat. I am your host, Ryan Trainer, and I'm here with my co-host, DJ Grand. What's up, DJ? Not much. How's you doing? Doing good, doing good, man. You've been playing a lot of video games, doing a lot of cool shit. Trying to finish <laughs> up The Witcher. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting yeah. there. Soon I'll be done with it again for the second time, and I'll be just put it away, retire it. Yeah, and then you get the itch of The Witcher and uh, want to go back to it, you know, if maybe play another way or something like that. It's interesting. I pretty, uh, Eventually I might play it again. I mean, I've played Fallout 4 many, many more times, so I can see in the future it happening. It's it's a, It's got enough pull for me to, to want to do that. Yeah, the replay value on that game is awesome. So that's cool. Um, with what we're going to be going over today, um, the games that I'll be talking about is Luigi's Mansion 3. And DJ, you'll be talking about... Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh, interesting. Now this will be good too because uh, I think I've only played Luigi's Mansion, I'm pretty sure, right? And I've never played Red Dead, so, you know. That's we're gonna... both going solo on this yeah. one. <laughs> no, but I, I have some questions on Red Dead and, you know, wanting to hear someone that has played it since it's such a, you know, popular game and, you know, people love that. And, you know, I might try it. I don't see why I wouldn't, especially, you know, we'll get into that when well, we get into the next It's a great game, but yeah, we can talk yeah. about it later. And um, I think this will be for a lot of the new stuff. We're going to be talking about a lot of remake things. You know, everyone's been doing remakes recently, and we have some RE3 news that I've talked about in previous uh, podcasts that I'll be talking about a while since this game hasn't came out yet. And I'm a big Resident Evil fan, and Resident Evil 3 was one of my favorites too. So really looking forward to this game. So I'll be talking about that as well as... The Final Fantasy VII remake demo has finally dropped, so that's pretty big news. And DJ, you played that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good game. We'll talk well, about so that. far. I yeah. got a little tiny, tiny taste. <laughs> yeah, of it. it was like a flash in the pan almost. But don't understand the name Cloud, but <laughs> other than that, I liked it. It's a good game. We'll talk about that. And um, the PS2 turns twenty. That's always good. And again, we'll be ending with the bonsai drop. So I'll save that towards the end. But for our last. Uh, podcast we did we mostly talked about jedi fallen order and witcher 3 and it made me think after we did the podcast i should have asked this then but i thought it'd be cool to bring this uh question up now is who do you think would win in a fight a witcher or a jedi well it depends i really does first of all technology gives the jedi a huge advantage if the saved lightsaber is equivalent to the witcher's sword which means the sword can stop it and the lightsaber won't just slice through it that'll even things out now if you're talking a a normal jedi uh i i really think the witcher could could take him on i think he would be a good fight be a really good fight uh, now if you switch over to a sith and especially darth vader i don't think the witcher will have a chance so I guess it, it... That's a good... Yeah, I guess I should have put... The, I, anytime I think of Jedi's too, I sometimes just 
put in cis, but they are, you know, different characters, you know, different breeds. Of, well, different, of force, at least, you know. at least when it comes to Darth Vader, he has, he's the mighty and he has powers that I don't think the the Witcher could. Yeah. I on. mean, if Yoda fought, you know, Geralt, I, I'd probably put my money on Yoda lightsaber. <laughs> well, no, not. he's a high level Jedi too, but yeah. you get the, a normal Jedi, you know, not a high level one. I really do think the witch would have a good chance. I mean, they have similar powers. It, it's I mean, very similar. That's what made me think about it. I'm like, they're almost identical in the way they're close. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there a shield for the, the Jedi? Do they, uh, that's probably the only one I don't, I'm sure maybe in the books and the lore, there might be some force shield thing. I mean, maybe if you think about last Jedi with, uh, princess leia doing her mary poppins flying thing you know through space she kind of had a shield on her to keep her safe right i mean i don't know if you want to play fantasy i guess <laughs> yes i'm but. like i said i'm sure if we had a real star wars nerd on here they'd be like yeah there is a this yeah one it's thing, true sure. i don't know i don't know so all the other ones i mean the the push is the same as the the blast yeah and, and uh let's like see Geralt, uh, well let's just use witcher so let's not pick any characters since like you said if they were both at the same skill level one was trained as a jedi and a witcher you know from birth to the age you know their their skills are at the same not a vader yoda thing yes but uh i think you know the witcher uh you know has the you know the push and you know the shield and obviously like you know the the you know, mind the, control aspect. The mind stuff. control, obviously, <laughs> the Jedi mind trick. Yeah, and also the uh, I already said uh, the you already said the, the push is the same as the blast. Uh, but they I don't guess, have any force grab. That's what a Jedi can do as well. Well, I guess a Jedi can't take care of a of a wraith either. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I would wonder. You know, I mean, there's obviously monsters Jedi's fight, but not really like how a witcher fights a monster since they're looking for monsters to fight or hired to. So I think even though it says uh, a long time ago in for the Star Wars, I do see Star Wars as in the future. Yeah. And I see Witcher as in the past. So yeah, it's, medieval it's, times. Yeah, exactly. So I really the the monsters are set in that time and then the Jedi's are set for their time. So I really they're two different things, two yeah. different categories. So I, I it's don't a know. tough pick. You it know, it would be. And I if s- like the shield of the Witcher could deflect a lightsaber, because you're right. I mean, at the be- I, I immediately thought of that. I think everybody thinks if a Jedi has his lightsaber, you know, he would win. Which, yes, you're right. <laughs> it wouldn't really hold up against, you know. I mean, it wouldn't have any problem going through a broadsword. Yes, but that would just be saying a skilled swordsman would beat a witcher if he had a lightsaber. You know, anybody, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But that, that boils on the technology, though. True. I don't think that's that's yeah. fair to the witcher because yeah. he's so long ago. And I think if, you know, again, we don't, this is all fictional science, but... Uh, like the whole Star yeah. Wars and the witcher is all fictional. But so. I wonder if someone even thought about breaking down if the shield could deflect like a laser, you know what I mean? Like a lightsaber type of thing. I mean, because there really is no lasers in the Witcher universe. And so you never no, really see that. I but he deflects magic. It depends so it how could. many, because eventually that, that shield breaks down. True. I mean, even a higher level, just knight with one swing can break that shield. Yeah. So I guess with the amount of sh- of laser shots and then how mighty the laser shots are would determine whether that shield would hold up or not at least based on the gameplay of, of how the witcher goes i think it'd be a, a damn good fight i really do yeah it would be really good and it makes me think of jedi fallen order too when you fight um 
the other enemies that just have like the um laser enhanced uh like you know staffs and whatever weapons and stuff they're not siths i don't know if they're training because they don't use the force they just fight people with the force no they weren't siths they still made me worried about getting by them sometimes especially first yeah they a couple can, times going by them but, i mean um, i think i don't i mean i died plenty of times by a bunch of them and that's the thing it that's just technology like you said yeah. so it's like if Geralt had that like a you know, like a laser thing on his sword, you know, he, I mean, again, we can't use Carol. I mean, Witcher, you know, uh, that would be a interesting thing to think about. Cause their sword style is very unique too. Like Jedi's don't really have a sword style, you know, they just know how to use a weapon, but like, um, Witchers have like a martial arts to their, um, to their sword and stuff like that. Based on that. And once again, making all things equal, um, a Witcher, could have a little bit of advantage because the sword play. Mm-hmm. It could. I mean, it depends on, on who we're talking about, but just generic ones. I think the Witcher could be, it could be advantageous to the, the Witcher in that scenario. And would you think, who would you think would win Would you if you had to pick one? My heart would go with uh, the Witcher. <laughs> yeah. It really would. I mean, that's I could be wrong, and this is all theoretical, but I... I and I, it, my first intuition would be The Witcher, given that it's all things equal and it's not, like I said before, a mighty Sith or something. Yeah, I think they have more of a, if they're at the same level too, a Witcher seems like they go through, not saying a Jedi is easy to become or anything, but Witchers seem like, you know, they go through almost dying at the first trials. It's like Jedi's just meditate a lot not saying that's bad but you know <laughs> it seems like they go through a lot more crap that would give them more of a uh kind of you know grit edge against well, in combat i think the monsters can be more that the witchers have to uh, defeat it can give them an experience that jedis i mean jedis fight other jedis and and, and sis so uh what's the plural of sis there's only one so yeah is there a plural? <laughs> but anyways many sis <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that the, their monster hunting could give them a, an, an advantage. I really yeah. do. It, the experience that the the most Jedi's would not would not have. And that would be like if we talked about skills of each of these. If they if this Witcher had a couple, you know, bounties under his belt, and a Jedi had a couple uh, <laughs> escorts under his belt of like saving some princesses or defeating some Siths in the universe, you know, that would make a big you know, toss up as well too. Cause the only other thing I could think it, this goes with, um, I guess, Witcher technology is their toxicity thing, you know, with the potions, oh, yeah. but I don't think that would really apply to a Jedi or a Sith since, you know, they're just, Oh, I guess it depends. Yeah. Cause if you, you, you got to, I cannot pronounce the Wookiee um, planet. What is it? I, I, I can't pronounce it either, but All I right. know what you're talking about. Have you got that far in the game yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that, huge albino spider that you have to take on yeah well that would be almost like what the witcher has to deal with yeah that's just like an everyday job for him yes exactly so in a way if you transport him into that world his uh potions or or deconcoctions i think they call it yeah would 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 be applicable is Mm -hmm. what i'm what i'm saying because i think it would all come down to you know, your the mind power too. I think they would be trying to get in each other's heads in some ways. If that seeing was the mind the thing. power, I think the Jedi mind trick would 
be a little bit stronger than I mean, if it's used properly, yeah, it would be a little bit stronger than The Witchers because I think that's just a little low level. I mean, he does the mind trick thing too, doesn't he? Yeah, moves his hand, but I, I see that as a low level mind trick where I think the Jedi's would have advantage when it comes to that. Yeah, and like I mentioned before, with their meditation, you know, that their training is you know all well, about the meditate. mind. True, yeah, but I feel like a Jedi might be more in tune with his like conscience and his mind maybe better than a witcher since a witcher kind of has to do he, he does both but he you know focuses more well like on... i would consider i think it is the jedi is a religion yeah and in that aspect if you're yeah. devoting your life to religion then it would more like a it is kind of like a, a buddhist monk i mean i think the similarities are very striking similar. no you're right and uh so that is is a study and i, I don't think the Witchers, after they graduate their, you know, the trials, yeah, the trial of grasses, what is it called? Three after grasses, they, yeah, yeah. After they graduate from that, I don't think they do too much studying after that. Well, yeah, once you get past the trials as a Witcher and you are a Witcher, you are a Witcher. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I guess there's no re up of your technical training, but the point is, the Jedi's I would assume would con- continuously be studying their yeah. their religion and therefore in that aspect that would give them the advantage mm-hmm. that would be a tough one i would i would like i said well what's what do you i said it'd be the witcher what do you think i would go with the witcher mainly i mean again it's a tough call but i would just say a witcher just because i like the aesthetic of a witcher a little bit more than a jedi jedis are awesome and they're really cool and oh, yeah, sis are cool and stuff but i just would lean more towards like a witcher so Okay. But uh yeah, I just thought that was a fun conversation to talk about and you Did know, you finish Fallen Order? I haven't. No, I like oh. I, the game I'm going to be talking about in this it kind of took over a little bit my time, so okay. and since it was shorter, I wanted to just get that out of the way and then now I can totally focus on, you know, Fallen well, I Order. I get it. Too many games. I yeah, get it. I know. Real problems I have, right? <laughs> Let me cry <laughs> me a river. All right, so we'll uh take a break from this segment and get into the breakdown of the games and um things we've been doing. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, we are going to be talking about some games we've been playing and uh, that we wanted to talk about as well. And I have recently beaten the very fun game that I'm very happy that I got into, Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Wii. Uh, Have you ever heard of this game, DJ? No, I haven't. Well... We I lost the Wii a long, long time ago. So a Switch. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I said Wii, but it's it's for oh, the Switch. No, my daughter yeah. has a Switch, so okay. it's possible on there. Yeah, but uh, not even so. I I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, it's it's funny because this game has a really interesting timeline because the first Luigi's Mansion came out for the GameCube in 2001. So this was like a I I don't think it was a launch for GameCube. I could be wrong on that, but. It was interesting because, you know, with Mario, obviously, you know, his brother Mario is a pretty popular guy. Everyone knows <laughs> But Luigi never really had his own game before all this. So, like, his first installment of really having his own single game was Luigi's Mansion. And the premise of Luigi's Mansion is a uh, he goes into a mansion that's haunted and, you know, he's kind of like a coward and just, like, really scared and gets stuck in this situation where he has to catch all these ghosts to stop... Uh, you know, King Boo or whatever. Sounds like, like he was a witcher. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. You know, that would actually be a good fight because he has uh, some, well, 
Luigi uses all gear, so I don't know if he would really stand a chance. But his uh, he has like a vacuum cleaner he uses. It's this like gadget that a um, I forgot the professor's name in it. He has like I think it's Doctor Egad, and he um, builds this like Ghostbuster vacuum cleaner that like will like ha- it has like a camera flash on it that like paralyzes ghosts and then like sucks them into like the container and it you, sounds exactly like ghostbusters it is but it's fun when you play it because they do the way it's different is you get the you know you vacuum the ghost into the machine and the whole thing is directing the um the controller away so you'd hit down if they're pulling the other way and there's like a timer on it and you got to hold that for the it's not like you're so you're stretching. fishing basically yeah but um it's funny because they have like a meter though they have like a life meter so some of them are pretty easy and you can you know kind of hold them down and you'll get it in probably one others will take a little bit longer and you got to run around and paralyze them and get them and depending on the room and other things there's just all these as the game gets you know more difficult other puzzles to it as well and what they do is, you know, you can actually like smash them and like throw them around and stuff like that. It's it's just really fun how they made. Yeah, it seems like a total Ghostbuster ripoff. But if you play it, you're like, no, oh, this is a little different. It's, you know, putting the Nintendo Mario spin on it. But Luigi and uh, I didn't really like the first one when it came out. It just was it was a very short game and it was it was like really cool to look at, you know, very Nintendo style and stuff like that and fun. But it was just really short. You know, you kind of, I was like, that didn't seem worth it, you know? And they had another one come out in 2013 that was for the 3DS. And I didn't play that one just because I had a 3DS at the time, but just, you know, kind of flew under my radar and I forgot all about it. But when the third one came out for the Switch, they had, you know, it's been so long since they actually put it onto a big system and not just a handheld. Um, You know, I was like, I'd love to try this. I love Mario and I haven't really played a really good Nintendo core game. So I had a lot of fun with it. It's a longer game too, which was really cool. And they added a lot more mechanics with uh Guigi, who's this like counterpart that you spawn out, I'll just say. <laughs> and it's like this, um, I guess gel like substance of yourself that can get through like walls and uh, gates and stuff that you can't reach. And, it just helps with all the puzzles in the game as well. So it's basically protoplasm. Kind of, yeah. Like he's kind of like a slimer yeah. of uh, you know yourself, but it was just a lot of fun, and it's not too crazy challenging, which is cool. You know, I guess with playing, you know, the games we were talking about before, it was nice to sit back and play this game that wasn't terribly long, but it was like long enough that I could play it. And you basically are going through this mansion of like 15 floors, I'm pretty sure. So each floor was like a whole different theme. Like they even, and it's it's Mario, so anything can happen in these. So they would have like these bosses on each floor where you would go to like a dinosaur level and there'd be like dinosaur ghosts or like an Egyptian level and there'd be like mummies and stuff like that. And you're running around doing a lot of different things. I mean, they had like um, one for a, tv show like it was just all over the place and it was just really fun you could sit down maybe it would take an hour to get through a floor and you could stop or keep trucking along and try to get through the game so it was talking about like the other games we played like witcher and jedi fallen order this was just a little bit more of a easier fun yeah fun and again with like this switch being handheld it was a good game to play just sitting in you know on your couch if you needed to use it on like a handheld which 
some games wouldn't be that great, you know, unless it's like, I, you know, I think like a Nintendo based game and stuff like that. Do you play your Switch on the handheld or you play on your TV? Ah, uh, both. Yeah. It just depends where, you know, I'm going or what I'm doing or, you know, if, uh, you know, my wife's watching some on TV that I don't want to watch, you know, <laughs> it's always good to be like, oh, we can both enjoy this uh, hour we have. So, um, yeah, I really loved Luigi's Mansion. Like the aesthetic of it's really cool. It's fun seeing Mario put it on the sidelines since I love Mario, but he's gotten plenty of stuff you can get into and. I didn't really dig Mario Odyssey too much. It was a great game. You know, it was like his first thing for the Switch. But I actually had more fun playing Luigi's Mansion 3. So it was, uh, you know, I just like the whole ghost and stuff like that. It was really cool. I'm more old school. I'm, I'm for Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny because Donkey Kong wasn't, I don't even think there's monkeys in it. Uh, no, but well, he has a ghost big dog. monkey. The yeah. <laughs> they need a Donkey Kong on Switch. That'd be really good. Yeah. yeah. I know they have. They, I mean, well, they, they could remake the Pac-Man games over and over again. I don't see why they can't do the uh, yeah. Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. They can do anything if they really want to. Yeah. So. But, yeah, uh, Luigi Mansion, Luigi's Mansion 3 was uh, the recent game I played, and I had a lot of fun with it. I'd definitely recommend it if you have a Switch and you want something that's, you know, very, you know, awesome quality and you like the Mario aesthetic as well. It's uh, a lot of fun and definitely worth the play. So I will throw that to you of what you've been playing now, DJ. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm playing this. This is going back to what I played before uh, Fallen Order and Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I liked the first game. I really did. Um, and I, I think the second game was even better. It goes. It's a little bit like witcher in a way that there there's a little bit of morality involved in it choices that you have to make because if you are a good guy you get one ending and if you're a bad guy you get a different ending you got to ride a horse all over the place yeah so there's, can there's you, you can name your horse in that i think i've heard of some funny names i don't remember ever naming my horse uh, maybe, so maybe people were just naming it maybe they heads. did yeah <laughs> i know your horse can definitely die yes i've and, seen yeah, videos can, of that <laughs> you have to buy a new one but uh um now, who would win a fight, a horse from Red Dead or Roach? <laughs> <laughs> I love Roach. He's awesome. I, she. Oh, but, she, yes. yes but, oh, he probably could have been a boy at one point. Well, it's definitely a, a male's name. Yeah. <laughs> but it, he says she, so that's why I'm pretty confident it's a girl. However, uh, Red Dead Redemption, it's the same people who made, I think Rockstar who makes it, and it's the same GTA. people who made... Uh, um, uh, What's the game? GTA. Yes, GTA. Yes, and um, I, I I never got a, an appeal to that game, but I like Red Dead Redemption because of the fact it's a little bit history. I could never ever be a cowboy. Yeah, you know, I know what the modern life is, and if I chose that, I could live that, but I could never do that. And I'm a huge fan of history, so this game really appealed to me. I do like um, Red Dead Redemption better than the first. Um, maybe it's. I don't even know if it's if exactly there was another one before there or not. Yeah, I think there was Red Dead Redemption, and then they had like the Revolver one, and um, then they. I only know the Red Dead from the first one. That's actually a PS2 game. Yeah, yeah see, that's so. that's not the one. The one I played was the Revolver one. All right, yeah, that came out. I can't remember when, but that was after the original Red Dead. Yeah, so. and it even ties into that character because he's actually in. Red Dead Redemption 2, John Marston. Yeah. And you actually actually play him in the, in the end, in the epilogue. Uh, but it, it tells a story of Arthur Morgan, who uh, he's uh, an outlaw who was 
got picked up in a gang as a kid and and he was raised by Dutch Vanderlyn who is basically the the patri- the patriarch of the the gang and they're all bad dudes i mean you even you even kind of forced to do some bad things as Arthur Morgan like one of the things you have to do is uh beat up a art uh appraiser to get him to change his mind cuz he the appraiser identifies him these works of art as fake oh, okay. and Arthur has to go and show his influence yeah, yeah. and make him say oh no no they're not fake they're not fake so you you do have to do some bad things that's just the way the storyline is but there are things you can do along the way that make you a bad or a good person and, you, and you're even a bar that tells you that goes further to the right and you get to be better and like I said because it matters towards the end what ending you have uh, and it even it doesn't it shows bad capitalists, which of course is that that's a a, a generic, uh, I guess, trope that you that everyone. If you're a capitalist, you're bad. I yeah. disagree with that, but they show that, and they also though what I do give them credit for is they show how a, a politician can also be an outlaw, and I really like the 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 quest you have to do for that politician because that is a true lesson in pragmatism, that uh, that. I think he's the the mayor of uh, Saint Denis, if I'm if I my memory is right, and you have to uh, um, go after a, a, a newspaper reporter, and it's all about uh, it's pure pragmatism. The end justifies the means, and he even he basically says that. And of course, I did not choose that way; I chose the other way. But the point is, it it it's definitely a morality game in there, and and. It's got a huge appeal for that way, and I do like the fact that you got to play the old character as well, and it it it, it gave a lot more depth to all the characters because it showed the whole life of being a gang, and they were kind of nomadic because they had to go from town to town. As they got a bad rep in one town, they would have to leave and go to another town, and and get a bad rep there. And they even have to uh, play two families against each other in one quest, and that's a and in bad either way. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's it's a really good game and, and open world again. I love open world games. Yeah. No, I, I, when that came out, it was huge, you know, and because everyone loves the GTA series and Red Dead, the the first you know installment of this was a huge success as well, and it just took them so long to make this epic game that Red Dead 2 is. But I think everybody was really so happy when it came out because, you know, it was on the PS4. You know, it's just this gigantic game of what the original, you know, was not. And they, you know, we've had all these other, you know, they're on GTA 5 now. It's like GTA kept going and that's a, you know, fun game in itself. But yeah, it's totally different because it's, you know, city life. It's more modern. It's none of this stuff that you can it's they're both the same game in a lot of sense but just again the whole skin of it and the theme of it the historical is, difference. makes it totally different i which totally is, agree which totally is again agree. you know I, a lot of a lot of people do like both games you know but you can kind of get burnt out of just like how many cars i get like yeah i can shoot all the cops well, i'm not and, gonna say that gta is bad i just just saying it never appealed to me i mean I, yeah i just felt whenever i've like heard people talk about red dead if it's even the first one to the second one it just seems like it has a little more character to it and a lot of people know like there are gta characters but a lot of people like more the red dead characters it seems like from people i've talked to and stuff you know the story seemed a lot stronger from oh, what oh, i know it's got a great story especially red dead Redemption. I, I, even the revolver one had a good good story yeah. it, my problem with both of them if there is a flaw 
I don't like bad endings. I really don't. And both the Revolver one and Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption Two yeah. has kind of a bad ending, a sad Tragic, ending. Anyways, yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't for that, I would say these games are damn near perfect. But it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I guess West was a hard life, you know, so it's hard to really have a happy ending to it, especially being an outlaw. <laughs> yes, no, but I. At least in the sense of Arthur Morgan, and in a little bit with uh, John Marston, they were trying to change their ways. Yeah. Especially towards the end, and they realized that Dutch wasn't the man, the leader of the gang, wasn't the man that they thought, that at least Arthur Morgan thought he was. He definitely started changing his ways and started seeing it. And, and, uh, I mean, John Marston gets arrested in Dead Dead Redemption 2. And instead of, I mean, he's supposed to be a brother, you know, one of the family. But instead of going and rescuing him, breaking him out of jail, uh, Dutch Vanderlyn, the leader, says, no, we're not going to do that. And basically was going to leave him rot in jail. Um, uh, Morgan, Arthur, and another, uh, Sandy, a, a very strong female character, uh, they go and bust Morgan out on their own. And uh, Dutch Vanderlyn gets pissed because he did that. So, so that as an act of betrayal. But- and that was his brother? Now, the, uh, Vanderlyn is the, the basically the patriarch, the father of the all the gang. Oh, okay. And, and okay. well, the, who, weren't they? Wasn't Vanderlyn portraying John Marston, the guy who got caught and went to jail? It was during a break bank robbery where that it got botched, and he got and some a couple people died, and then he got arrested. And uh, wouldn't that be a betrayal towards him by leaving him rotten in jail? Yeah. I mean, he got mad at Arthur for betraying him, but the bigger betrayal, I think, was wanting to leave him in jail. Yeah. So the point is, he started seeing that this guy wasn't as good as he was made out to be. He was still a father figure, and then any time your father, you still feel for him, but when you realize your father isn't as good as you once thought he was, you start making different choices. Yeah. And once again, choices is morality, and that's why I love that game. I, I love any game that... that presents morality which is choices yeah i i definitely need to visit this game because it's just been out for so long and just a lot you know hearing you talk about it really wants me really makes me want to dive into it you can get drunk yeah, go on. yeah. you could go on uh, i mean what kind of western wouldn't have a saloon right? i guess you can get drunk in the wish witcher too but you can go on uh treasure hunts yeah i mean it's yeah it's, so the gameplay aspect what are some of your favorites just uh like wandering doing all the just stuff you can do i kind of like the shooting I mean, because they, they have like they have, a slowdown. They thing. do. It's, it's called. I think it's called Dead Eye, and right. you can you can actually shoot someone five or six times if you can do it quick enough, and then you release it, and then it Goes actually back. does the yeah, shooting. Yeah, like a bullet time. Yeah, thing. exactly. Um, I I love that. See, the first game to me felt like a hot. Like, I just felt like I was in the blazing sun all the time, so it felt like a hot game to me. Yeah. Well, the second game actually starts out in the mountains and it's cold, mm-hmm. so they kind of juxtapose I guess the two or, yeah, or yeah. show the difference between the two yeah cool down a bit yeah <laughs> no I just always felt I mean you can't obviously feel the temperature yeah but but I just felt like that would be a hot you have to go into Mexico and into Mexico in the first game so well and I, th- I think of westerns and just the weather and stuff you have like the good and bad and the ugly where it's just you know desert sun all the time yeah. and stuff like and that movie makes it feel like you know you can their skin's all chapped and it's just yes, like, it's exactly. terrible. Just, and these are people that are, so, you know, kind of doing good in their own ways. But then you have, uh, uh, the hateful eight. Did you see that Quentin Tarantino's movie? No. 
I did not see it. But it, it's for the Western aspect. It's during that kind of Western time, but it's all in. Uh, forgot exactly what state they're in, but it's it's just snow blizzard everywhere. But uh-huh. you know, horse and buggy, you know, people with revolvers and stuff, and it's not fun doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like they just show just that element of it is just you're just so glad you know we could be in a house. You know? Yeah, sure. No, I I totally get that. I got a question for you about open uh, world games. What's your theory on fast travel? I like. I think they should have the option to it, you know, with most open world games that, you know, I'm familiar with is you don't really start off with it. And there's some game mechanic that you have to basically discover one and then you unlock it. Yes. But, you know, you always have to get to the, the point of the city or the town or the whatever, and then you'll be able to get them like, and Witcher is the only one I can really think of right off the top of my head. But I think that's a good one because there's all these fast travels you can do, but you have to discover them, you know? So, well, you can also buy those maps and then you don't have to discover those. Yeah. You know, I think if you get to a point in the game where you want to do that and you have the money and stuff, you know, might as well. Under certain situations, especially in the Witcher, like when you got to go to Skellige and and, it's all the way across. Yeah. So so I get that. I never once used the fast travel in Red Dead really? Redemption 2. Not once. Oh, you, I thought you were going to say Witcher. I should have Oh, no, no. I, I, a couple, like I said, to, to Skellige, yeah. I would have to. Other, see, because you lose so much experience. I mean, everything you're going to encounter between point A to point B, if you fast travel, you lose all that. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I, I just thought it was, unless you're so far advanced in the game that you You've already experienced that so much. I just I just don't like to fast travel. I think. Well, that's the point of those games especially nowadays because i mean even witcher there's a lot of dead space with uh just traveling from a lot of areas i mean the game's very vast and there are a lot of things you can discover but i think red dead from what i know has more of that like if you fast travel yeah you'll get to wherever you need to be but the game is so detailed compared to like Witcher. I yeah. think it's just there's so much you can do and get kind of sidetracked with and been like oh, i yeah. haven't gotten to that quest point that i need to be you know the main story and stuff like that because exactly i was what it is. hunting yeah. animals getting this you know doing that saving this person killing that guy <laughs> yeah that's another thing you in the yeah. red dead Redemption 2 you uh, have to actually hunt you actually have to kill yeah. animals it's always a sad thing though i never want to kill i did see a that virtual a deer, friend, but i do <laughs> like the whole uh you know and they have to like um uh, prepare them and stuff like that it's yeah pretty, you show them cutting blood yeah. spattered <laughs> on the screen it's pretty cool but uh yeah, I mean that's yeah. It depends on the game and and does be- depend where you're at too. You know. Cause... Okay, so one more question. My daughter cannot stand that I do this when she watches me play. I usually don't run. I mean, I cannot see really. I cannot see Geralt running at all. I just don't see him as a character during that. I see him walking where he has to go. And if you gotta run, that's what Roach is for. Yeah. And even with Red Dead Redemption, I, I just, I didn't see, I can't see a guy with, with guns on his holster, you know, with his just thick coats. for hours. Yeah, yeah, just running. I just, I just can't see that as being realistic. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's where it is. I only use, I guess, you know, with The Witcher is the only one I can talk about, but, um, in those cases, when you have a horse to like running and stuff, running has always just been easier to get to certain places. You know what I mean? Like you just will use your horse to get to the majority of places and I control better, you know, cause you can, I, I'm sure you can fight obviously and like shoot your gun on the horse and stuff oh, yeah. too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I always thought with the Witcher, like you can still like you sword fight and stuff like that on your horse and all that, but I'd rather interact with enemies 
off my horse. Yeah, I jump it. off. I totally yeah. agree with that. It's I'm talking about like in the city. I, I wouldn't run inside any city in Novigrad. Oh, I call it Novigrad. <laughs> but um, I just I just don't see the Witcher running, and I didn't see the characters in Red Dead Redemption running. And it's just it's it's more personal choice i'm yeah, not saying that's... either one's wrong i'm just wondering what your opinion is on it yeah i guess i never thought about it but um yeah i mean if i'm exploring the city yeah i mean why would i be on my horse so well if we go back to witcher if you're using your witcher senses there's no way i could run doing that stuff whether oh, okay. i'm following tracks or following a scent i would always walk it you know so yeah me too yeah yeah so i just it's just oh, i was just curious I'm yeah. just no, that's what... a good question. I never thought of it. So, but um, so yeah, I, you definitely recommend Dead, uh, Red Dead too. Oh, the first yeah. one too, the the revolver one too, absolutely. Even the revolver one, they did a zombie version. Yeah, and I, the, I usually know about don't like zombie games. I just don't see them as being realistic at all. But I actually liked the zombie version of that game. I really did. Now, what if Geralt came in there and helped you? <laughs> you know, that'd be kind of cool. You know, <laughs> yes, it would. Yes, something. it would. I don't call what. Geralt has to deal with zombies, though. I think it's a uh, whole different dead things. You know what's in zombie? I guess I guess There's a wraith is un, yeah. undead, but uh, I know I I don't think they're called zombies in The Witcher, but there is something that's just like an undead corpse. You know what I mean? But I it's probably called something different. So well, anyways, I liked it in in Red Dead Redemption, yeah. or at least it was the revolvers. It was oh, the, that uh, cover of that game, the uh, undead one's really cool because it's just the original. It's the same but, damn cover, yeah. yeah. But he has like the zombie like face, you know. It's just cool, you know, because it's so simple, but just shows you what the ne- that game is. Yeah. So. I, I hope they do a DLC with that with uh too, because that'd be cool seeing it with like those kind of graphics. Yeah, it know? would. I. Not I'm just talking about doing it with Red Dead Redemption Two as well. Yeah, I don't think so because it's been out for a while. But maybe, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Never know. Yeah, never DLC know. DLC can always drop. Yeah, so. yeah. But I really don't think any other DLC ever did drop for Red. I mean, Dead I Redemption think that game's 2. so well. I mean, that's like Witcher. It's like they had two of them. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that was Red Dead Two, and you recently saw an anime in the movie, right? Oh. At an actual movie theater. Oh yes. So what movie is this that I wanted you to bring up and talk about since you've uh, recently seen it? My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. All right, cool. And you had on your podcast, you had a whole episode about this. So on the Change of Reason podcast, go check that out because- um, It's our latest one, yeah. Yeah. DJ and his uh, daughter, Autumn, they talk about it and it's uh, it's pretty cool. You know, just I, I didn't hear the full thing for spoiler reasons, but um, tell me what you thought about it. I actually liked it better than the first movie. You want to compare the two? The first uh, My Hero movie. Yeah, because this is the second. Yes, it's the yeah. second standalone movie. Yeah. Did Both... you see the first one in theaters? Yes, I did. Yes, wow. I did. Two Heroes. How is that going to see like an anime in theaters? I've, I've seen animes in theaters, and I feel like they're Okay, wait a minute now. Okay, I thought you asked me if I saw the first one. That one I rented. You rented it. But okay. I saw this one at the theater. Yeah, so. okay. All right, so you and... just saw this one at the theater. It's a different experience, I think, you know? <laughs> It's a movie's a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no. I, Maybe if it's like because that movie just came out. I think I've seen, uh, I've seen animes that have had movies come out, and you know they're the new movie for that show or whatever. But I've seen uh, old movies that they just put out in theaters. They do that too. So that's different because that's just fans. Well, the big difference to me is it's the obvious one that the. This in the anime, they're, they're really short. I mean, twenty minutes. Well, this was a two-hour movie almost. So there's the biggest difference. As far as my review of the movie goes, 
it starts out really slow. I mean, I almost fell asleep. It was so slow. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and and but then at the end it picks up. It's got a great ending, and I don't want to give any spoilers unless you want me to. But uh, I, it was the ending is really good. It, there's an emotional ending to it. That you really don't know. You you don't want it to happen, and then things happen and i won't say what it does but do they give like spotlight on any character since with my hero there's so many characters to it and you know in the show they do dive into a lot of other of the students and stuff like that but well the point the plot of this this particular movie uh heroes rising is the all the uh high school students get sent to uh, uh an island all by themselves absolutely stupid but that's the government for you it was the yeah. government's decision at least they have superpowers well this island had absolutely no crime at the time so that's why they figured it was a safe bet to send them all there uh but on this island is one child who has this cell regeneration quirk and these these bad guys these villains especially this one called nine he wants that quirk and that's the only thing that sent him to that island was going after this little child um so they begin the movie by just doing mundane tasks, like walking old ladies across the street. Yeah, you know, just like Boy Scout, Girl Scout. Yes, so, not yeah. not really hero work at all. I mean, even Bakugou refuses. He, yeah, he yeah, just I can see him hate that. Yeah, he well, just stays behind. I want to fight somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not doing this. Um, uh, but it it forces the plot forces them all to act because the, the the villains that show up are just too many for them to take on individually. And Bakugo always wants to take on and do yeah, everything it himself. Yeah, strong Yes. Is. He even, even he realizes that he couldn't he couldn't match by themselves. So him and, and Midoriya, Deku, kind of team up and for the first time, actually, and work as a team. And then, um, see, I don't know their names like my daughter does. So forgive me, but... That's why Tot- I need to listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Todoroki and... Uh, um, guy with engine calves oh yeah uh ida yes yeah. ida yes uh him and there's, there's a total of four of them they have to take on this really badass wolf character and it's but they all split up the point is and they have to work at teams yeah and i think that's the point was the point of the uh the movie was that they had to learn to work in teams yeah like different characters that you don't see in the show that you know, have to team up to fight a bad guy. And that's what's cool about the movies because you get these well-produced, you know, better animated than like the show usually and characters in different scenarios. You know, it's not obviously for as long as maybe a whole arc would be in a show, but you get this thing that might never happen in the, you know, TV series or the manga or whatever. So there's even some good comedy in there. I laughed a couple times at their jokes. That's good. That's real good. Oh yeah. Um, when my hero's funny, it's, it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I laughed really good a couple of times. I mean, at the end, uh, we all know that Endeavor's proud of, uh, Todoroki, even though Todoroki wants nothing to do with his father. Yeah. But at the end, he's so proud of him. He just shouts his name and hugs him. And you know, as a teenager, you don't want your father yeah. near you. And he, he puts Todoroki through that. And that and was kind Endeavor of funny. Endeavor is like the most manly. You know, it's like it just, you know, he's not all about using his emotions or anything like that. So. Well, he's, you can definitely see even, um, very stern guy. Re- well, recently when they, when Todoroki and, and Bako had to go to that, extra classes because they failed the first one yeah even in that one um, endeavor stands in the crowd and yells Joto you know he's, he's proud he's of trying. his trying yeah. yeah he's proud of his uh, his son so I think that's just an extension of that they're continuing on that but it was funny you know uh, uh, who's the 
uh, the guy who does the charging. I, I don't know his yeah, name Yeah, I forget his name too, Electric Dude. <laughs> they kind of trick the main guy in, in towards one of the battles, and uh, they use him as a lightning rod. And Bakugo says, we used the idiot as a lightning <laughs> rod. And you see, the, you see him go, duh, duh, and he just got yeah. struck by lightning. Because I gets, really like, laughed at that joke. When he uses his power, too, yeah, he gets all like delirious and stuff Well, like this that. was an overload because the lightning struck him. Yeah. So you could, you could see it. It was really funny. It was a really good joke. That's, That's good. Yeah, so they had comedy, and like I said, there was there was a good emotional ending to it. The, the the, the climatic fight was good. So once it got by the slow part, it was a really good movie, and I highly recommend it. Cool. And I'm not that much into anime, and so that says a lot. Yeah. I know when you're you you know you're doing something, you know, like you said, for your daughter to go see this movie, and it's like, oh, geez, like, I guess two hours of this. But if you're entertained by it, even if you're not as informed, you know, you know, like autumn is and stuff like that. That's cool, you know. Well, she was the whole two weeks leading up. I excited about it. Excited <laughs> about it. And to me, it's no different than one of the the episodes. It's a long episode. That's yeah. usually how they are. Yeah, you know? and to me, that's what it was. So, and I really don't get excited about it. And she even asked me during the week, "Are you ready for this week's episode?" It's just okay. I'll watch it. I like it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't spend my time doing something I don't like. But it's just I don't get that kind of excited. It's not rush. True. So, but I it's still it's it was it was good. It really was. I I recommend it. it it's even hey, worth. Kept you entertained, you know, and that's good. That that means a lot for a show like that and a movie like that. Yeah. Too, no. So. It's and I also like the whole My Hero Academia um, or Academia, um, the whole move the whole anime yeah uh, i really do i like it. it it's surprising not as much as full metal but i, d- I do answer. like it <laughs> <laughs> but hey they're all great you know those are two uh very hard-hitting animes so um so yeah I, I i need to watch that actually for me getting behind on the show you know it'd be nice to watch that to get me back into I'm finishing not the sure rest. it's in the theaters anymore i don't ways. know oh okay <laughs> sorry that's all right <laughs> um but yeah a little bit of news i wanted to talk about with uh some of the gaming stuff is uh ps2 turned 20 i just wanted to kind of sh- throw that out there happy birthday yeah exactly <laughs> where i if i had a playstation we could make like a cake with it and it doesn't like make that. you feel old <laughs> i yeah i guess but then it just makes me feel more nostalgic if that's different. But uh, you have to be old to be nostalgic. True. Yeah. But there's just so many games that the PlayStation 2 had. And, you know, even what you just talked about, Red Dead 2, you know, Red Dead started on PlayStation 2. So, you know, without, not saying without it, but it really started so many games that, you know, are still going on or just legendary now. And um, some that I had were like the Metal Gear Solid series. Like Metal Gear Solid was. An, an old Nintendo game and uh, you know, it's a PlayStation game too, but Sons of Liberty two and um, snake eater three Metal Gear Solid two and three. They're like some of the most iconic games and some of my favorites as well. And that's just, you know, the PlayStation two, like I, they're still good looking to this day for even how old that system is. I, I don't need an HD. I don't need a remake of them. I, I, I could just play the old ones and um, just still get as much out of it as I did the first time playing them. So and there, there's a lot too. It was such an amazing system, and I'm a big PlayStation fan. I guess you could hear that in my voice, but uh, PlayStation Two definitely deserves it. So some recognition. I guess that's where we're opposites because I'm an Xbox yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I don't know much about Xbox. That's good to have you on that for you know if I need Xbox uh, 
knowledge, I'll throw that to you. So, but um, in other news too, um, this is be I'm gonna go over this one real quick because it's there wasn't really much to it because but I just wanted to kind of set it up as um, the re our Resident Evil Three re Three remake will be getting a demo soon, and I've been anticipating this game for so long. It's coming out in April, so it's very close. But um, you know, I'm just a huge fan of the Resident Evil series, and to just play a little bit of this, even though I'm going to buy the game, like to play this game, I just want to so bad. I just kind of wish it came out. So the redid. Yeah, you played the remake of two, right? Uh, two, and that's third person. Yes. The only way we can yeah. do it. I can do it. I get sick on first person. Is this going to be third person? It's going to be just like two. It's, oh, that's good it's then. basically a more like hyper action version of compared to two. Like they're both very, you know, action packed, but um, with Resident Evil 3 they introduced the character of Nemesis. Nemesis. So you had like that big bald guy, Mr. X that chased you around. Uh That was like the first introduction of those kind of characters in the Resident Evil series. And then they, Resident Evil 3 has this whole thing because in Resident Evil 3, you're just one character. They don't do the whole swapping thing with like Claire and Leon, which is cool. But you go back to one of the original characters, Jill Valentine, and it's her, the timeline goes, it's in the middle of, it's like kind of in the middle of Resident Evil 2 and its own timeline. Like you're in the same city. It's before 2, like when the outbreak happens, you know, that's like when Leon's like out, like not knowing what's going on and stuff like that. Jill's in the city when the outbreak actually starts and it's like the whole town's just going to shit and like zombies are just taking over everything, destroying everything and her getting out of it as well. So it's just her trying to just, you know survive does the whole resident evil does it scare you in any way does it it used to now i just no, I'm no, it. If, if it did once it's never gonna do it a second or True. third time so i i i i mean it doesn't scare me it i mean i don't know that's hard it i like the feeling it gives me of just like it's you know the the character designs you know they look really scary and like they, they do give you, especially with Resident Evil 2, because, again, I haven't played uh, the remake of 3 yet, but this whole thing they made of this person chasing you throughout the game at these points is just, there is, like, an intensity to it and, like, the stress that it gives you. So it's not really like I'm scared, but it, I like that feeling of, like, oh, my God, this person, and you can't really defeat them. And that's, like, where they take the third one, they ramp it up to even more because nemesis this new character that they show in it he has a rocket launcher he has like tentacles he uses he runs he's like a full-on like assault that you can't mess with and you have to you know fight in some ways but it's this never-ending battle throughout the game and it's so cool and for it to be like you know the resident evil 2 remake but with this story i'm just super pumped so sounds interesting at least yeah and uh that that demo should be coming soon, so we'll be talking about that probably later, or maybe when the game just comes out, I'll talk about it. So, but we both played the Final Fantasy VII demo, and yes. I wanted to talk about that real quick because um, this has been an anticipated game for years now. And Final Fantasy VII, I, I mentioned to you off mic, I think last time. I mean, this is an iconic game. You know, it's one of the first. It was the first Final Fantasy that came out on the original PlayStation, and just the popularity of it is. Um, huge you know people love this that it's got movies you know spinoffs the characters are probably the most iconic in final fantasy you know lore and stuff like that and it's just more of a pop culture final fantasy there's a lot of final fantasies you know but 
you know, people just love Final Fantasy VII. And I'm a big fan, not maybe as much as normal, but this was cool finally getting to play this since it is such a remake of a game, you know, because even from what I was just talking about with Resident Evil, they look better, but it's still kind of the same game, just at a different time. This is a completely different shift. So how was your experience playing it? Oh, I liked it. I don't see how you can handle that damn big sword. I think the physics of that is <laughs> yeah. off. But you can't uh, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked it. See, like I said, I'm an Xbox guy. So learning the controller, this is, was actually my first time playing a, a PlayStation game. It's my daughter's console. And... Um, my problem, my stumbling block was the the controller. Once I learned that, then I think it'll be fine. I it, but the game itself, I enjoyed. Yeah, I liked it. And the one uh, boss, scorpion, yeah, do or whatever, scorpion spider, yeah, thing. spider, <laughs> yeah, little machine, whatever it was. I was kind of hard to get through, so yeah. it was a little bit of a challenge too. And I liked it. I really think. Uh, see, I don't know the character's name was. What was the the girl that was involved? Yeah, ugh, I forgot her name too because she's just like a little side character. I think she's but... really digging on Cloud. Yeah, I really think she is. Yeah, who's Tifa? What's this? <laughs> yeah, and it's yes. there, there is a lot of people like Cloud. I'll just say that. So he's a. Uh... It reminds me of Bakugo. Yeah, they have similar hair, almost exactly. <laughs> yes, and Cloud was before Bakugo. So let's just point that out. Well, so just I didn't say what was. I just said it reminds no, me of. But okay. No, you're right. I actually never put that together. But um, yeah, that's. I had a lot of fun playing it too. It's really cool how they changed the whole battle system and that, you know, you had this turn-based uh, traditional RPG to this new style that they had. They kind of had it in other Final Fantasies, but in this way where you're managing, you know, other characters, like flipping from like Barrett to Cloud and, um, you know, doing the moves that they have that, you know, you need to know which character has the certain spells and stuff to sometimes defeat an enemy and things like that. I think it'll be, it's very chaotic, but it's like once you get it in your head, it's like, oh, this feels really cool. So being my first time through, I tried not to switch back and forth too much. I put, I tried sticking with Cloud. I had to, you had you, to. You had to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when you didn't have to, I, I kind of favored leaning towards Cloud. Cloud was the better, but it's mm-hmm. like you just got to use your strengths and stuff, and that's, I think that's when you actually get to play the full game. That's where it'll be a little more tricky. And I mean, it'd be fun because you're going to have a party. So you'll be in the original. I think you had three characters. So I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to keep the three characters fighting at the same time. But once you get the majority of the characters in the game, you want everyone to be strong. So you fight stuff. You're not just healing some guy and wasting all your, you know, you, uh, materials and stuff like yeah. that. So it's and it, it that's what's fun with it because it gets a lot of customization where you know cloud can only do so much so when you get like a healer character or maybe a character that is stronger than cloud in some ways maybe with magic or summons however they work into that just building that party is just kind of the whole point of like a final fantasy which will be cool with this sounds a little bit different. like dungeons and dragons to me it's you know that's not a bad comparison so <laughs> there are mages and wizards of sorts and stuff so but the characters in this are really cool that's kind of what a lot of people like about final fantasy 7 is the characters so i'm looking forward to see the full game with some because they didn't show all the characters and uh they actually didn't show a lot of the good characters but that's because that's the beginning of the game. So, <laughs> what, what, what little taste I got, I liked it. Yeah, no, I thought it was just the perfect kind of demo for that too. You know, it's it wasn't super long. It just gave you a lot to do for a little bit of time, and 
you know, it wasn't spoiling much, you know, for what out whatever they're going to have with it, you know, so. But yeah, that was uh, really cool, and I'm excited for that. It comes out April 10th, and I might be a little broke in April because uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 3 and uh, Final Fantasy that I might hold off on Final Fantasy to see if that that might be. People are saying that it's going to be like uh, a couple episode, like it might be like a couple games for that one game. So I don't know if that really is a thing though too. And um, if I think they could do it in a full game, but we'll just have to wait and see if they're going to do that in a three parter or just one game. So that'll be if I'm going to buy it day one or day whenever. <laughs> Next Friday, I think the uh, new My Hero Academia game comes out. Oh, there you go. So I guess I'll play that and <laughs> report on it. And All see right, how it cool. goes. All right, we're going to stop here, and we are going to be going into the bonsai drop. Are you one of those so-called badasses? And we are back with the bonsai drop. Now, for the bonsai drop, I just picked out a video since we talked a little bit more about Final Fantasy VII and the demo that just came out. There's a really good, I believe it was IGN. I, I'll put it in the show notes and stuff, but there's a bunch of these videos out now that um, they did a comparison of the whole demo and the original Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation and the part that you would play in the first game with the demo. And just, it's just fun. It's, it's probably like, like, it's just cool to see like what they had to like cut and take out and like how it's animated now with voice acting to the battles and it's just a really cool way to just see where this game came from. And um, that's, that's going to be my bonsai drop. So I'd definitely say check it out, DJ. So, uh, Well, check out that video. You yeah, mean the yeah. two of them? I'll send you a link or yeah, something. Yeah, go ahead. I'll check it out. Yeah. I could see the difference between the two. I'm more interested in the open world version. But yeah, yeah. But still, I'll definitely check it's it out. It's always good to see where stuff came from, you know? You know, see how it all just started and came into something new. Sure. Okay. And, uh, the origins. Yes, exactly. So you have a rush quote for us? I always like to us. end it with a, uh, a rush quote. Uh, this, this one is from the uh, Power Windows album. It's uh, called Marathon, where the song is Marathon, and it's about the power of uh, endurance. And the quote is, from first to last, the peak is never past. Something always fires a light that gets in your eye. One moment's high, and glory rolls on by like a streak of lightning that flashes and fades in the summer sky. Wow. That seems like that could be like a Final Fantasy spell or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all well, the point of the song it's a metaphor they take a marathon neil does and compares it to life yeah. and life is one long race that is true it's not a sprint so it's a marathon that's right that's right the profound rush quote of the day yeah. well that's just like a podcast podcast isn't a sprint it's a marathon that's so right. we learned that and uh, i just wanted to put out that this is a patreon supported podcast as well so you can check out our patreon over at uh patreon forward slash bonsai chat and um like subscribe to us on all podcast apps you can just find us on instagram and twitter at bonsai chat and if you you know send us a you know comment whatever you know like us on itunes and stuff like that we'd really appreciate a review on that as well for visibility and yeah i hope you like this episode of the bonsai chat and we'll be back with you next time bye bye